let's say you just place some concrete, a slab, sure, and it's pretty big, but now you've got a puzzle. When will each part or section of it reach maturity? Sure, you could wait a few hours, check, test, wait a bit more, check, test, wait a bit more. But what if I could tell you there are tech devices available today that you could use to provide you data in what is happening inside your concrete? I'm Jonathan, and this is the Groundbreakers podcast by 4constructionpros.com. Today, we're discussing concrete sensors. They've been around for a few years, but the technology is still very much in its infancy. In this day and age of digitization of construction, there's a lot of untapped potential. For those unfamiliar with the concept, let me try and give you a crash course, if you will, in concrete curing. There's a lot of nuance and science behind the scenes, so I'll just scratch the surface. Curing depends on a few factors. The Portland Cement Association has an article on their website titled Role of Concrete Curing, stating that the curing time is dependent on mixture proportions, specified strength, size, and shape of concrete member, ambient weather conditions, and future exposure conditions. This article states that the ACI, that's the American Concrete Institute, They're a leading global authority for the development, dissemination, and adoption of consensus-based standards for concrete and concrete construction. The article states that the, and I quote, ACI Committee 301 recommends a minimum curing period corresponding to concrete attaining 70% of the specified compressive strength. So on one hand, You need to know how you want the concrete to perform and how quickly you need it to be to strength. This is where the different types of cements and admixtures come into play. There's a lot of science here, like I said. There's with hydration, water cement ratios, chemicals, and a rabbit hole of what's happening is actually quite fascinating. But How does it all relate to concrete sensor, you ask? Great question. Basically, the sensor was designed to detect the temperature of the concrete as it matures. Based on the temperature, software was developed to be able to then extrapolate the state of your concrete. Maybe the concrete, maybe the contractor will be able to pull forms earlier than anticipated. Maybe the weather slowed down everything and it needs a bit more time. Full disclosure here, I'm a big fan of technology, especially when there's a practical use for it. I wanted to reach out and find out what's happening with concrete sensor technology. So I spoke with three major players in the concrete sensor industry. Brendan Dowdall, Director of Concrete Sensors at Hilti, Hamid Alamuhammad, co-founder and chief operating officer at AOMS Technologies, and Ali Alizadeh, CTO and co-founder at Geotech. Brendan and his startup partner met during grad school in the fall of 2008, just about when the stock market fell. 
their original aim was researching using technology for the long-term health of concrete as a startup in 2015, and then started addressing the market two years later. They were acquired by Hilti in March 2020, just about a week before everything went south with COVID. It's here where I really realized just how young the concrete sensor technology was. I made a comment that this concept was still in its infancy. Yeah, no, I, I would absolutely um, describe that 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 the sensor market, um, in, particularly concrete sensor market, and, and probably in fact just sensor market in general in construction is 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 truly in its infancy. Um, the there, there's a lot of con- you know, thinking about concrete and um, just the general concrete market. There's a lot of concrete that's poured. Um, and, um, and the amount of concrete that has sensors in it right, at right now is, is pretty low. We, we'd obviously feel that, that there should be more sensors. We think it's um, not only an opportunity to improve quality, but, but more importantly, you can use the data to move faster and become more efficient. So um, I, I'd say that there's a, a lot of opportunity for growth and um, an improvement both on the technology side and on the, um, um, the customer side. In a similar background, Hamid has been with AOMS for over seven years. The company was founded by three people, Hamid included, as a result of over a decade of R&D at the University of Waterloo in Canada. The company was founded in 2014 and focused heavily onto the Internet of Things, or IoT. But at the same time, IoT wasn't as well known as it is today. Let's face it, that was seven years ago. Although our company was uh, started as a sensor company, but we uh, we evolved um, uh, and, and, and basically developed products uh, uh, based on IoT, which includes more than just the sensors, it's uh, data acquisition, analytics, cloud uh, services, and, and, and things like that. AOMS concrete sensors connect via rugged cables, similar to an Ethernet cable, in an array that feed back to a node. That node can be wireless and transmitted out. On the other hand, both Geotex and Hilti sensors are wireless, sending a Bluetooth signal from the sensor itself out from within the concrete. Regardless of how the data is captured with wires or not, the situation works a lot like your Wi-Fi network at home. It's transmitted out to the cloud, your server, tablet, phone, you, you get the picture. All you need is the appropriate app and the re- to receive data in real time about your concrete. But on the development side, it's not as simple as installing a Bluetooth connection in your device. Geotex Ali explains. So the, the communication between the sensor inside the concrete and the mobile app uh, is done through Bluetooth. Um, and uh, that actually has been a, a big challenge that we, we address. Bluetooth is not really designed for communication through water or concrete for that matter. And uh, we had to uh, do proprietary design to get the signal strengths as, as high as possible to get that signal out of the concrete. Uh, but we also have 
sort of you know hubs that can be installed um, on the job site for remote monitoring. So the hub communicates using Bluetooth to the sensor inside the concrete, and the data after that is sent to the cloud using uh, LTE. And um, that way, you don't really need to have, to be on the job site. You can uh, collect data and access and analyze it remotely in your office or. I mentioned earlier that the startup, Brendan and his partner there, actually wanted to get into long-term health monitoring of concrete. Turns out that funding the research was difficult, so they found the scope to think about early age instead. It's here where most of the concrete sensor market is also embedded into. Here's Brendan again. When you look at the early age, the early age is, there's nothing more important to the long-term health of the concrete than the initial curing and drying of the concrete. So if you can pour a good mix of concrete and make sure that it cures appropriately, um, then, then you're actually ensuring that long-term health. So, um, so for us, we, we focus, yeah, on the, the temperature and the, um, the, the strength and the relative humidity of the concrete. And we've stuck with that. Um, we think there's, there's a, as we mentioned before, we, we continue to believe strongly that there, there's a large market for, um, for measuring those, those things. Hamid from AOMS mentions that they are seeing more and more project bidding documents that specify the use of concrete sensors as part of the thermal control plan. Some contractors even being required to do so testing using sensors. If you look at the, the, the physics of that um, or the fundamentals of concrete testing or concrete sensors, uh, it measures temperature. And um, in a lot of applications, uh, I, I, I mentioned the thermal control plan. Uh, is basically controlling the temperature of concrete, especially when uh, the the size of the concrete pour is uh, is is big. Um, it's required to measure temperature at different locations in the concrete, and that's more of a quality assurance uh, 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 aspect of it, um, controlling the thermal integrity as well as the uh, temperature differentials, making sure that temperature at the core versus temperature at the surface is at the certain uh, uh, with our, within the certain limit. Uh, in addition to that, concrete sensors are also used for um, schedule optimization. So one of the key aspects of that is uh, uh, using concrete sensors to uh, for maturity and strength uh, calculations or monitoring. Uh, that data helps contractors to accelerate uh, the formwork removal, as an example. Uh, and we have data uh, and, uh, to show that uh, some of our cost, uh, contractors, that, that they, they have been able to advance their schedule by 20%. Uh, again, it's, it's concrete, it's a concrete curing, it's, uh, it's a function of the environmental conditions, the mixture of the concrete, the size of the concrete. There are a lot of variables there. But we have seen uh, that schedule advancement as also another um, uh, value proposition for 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 contractors. That's doesn't that that's not necessarily for only for uh, for mass concrete. Also, small concrete slabs uh, they can take uh, contractors can take advantage of concrete sensors for small slabs as well. And as young as this technology is, it seems to be catching on. According to Geotech, their sensors so far have been used in more than 8,000 projects worldwide from applications in concrete roads, pavements, tunnels, bridges, 
high-rise buildings, wind turbines. I can categorize these into two different uh, segments. One is uh, where you are particularly interested about the strengths gain in, the, in concrete for high-rise um, construction in particular, you want to open form work as soon as possible and go to the next floor and start the, um, uh, the process in the next floor. So knowing the strengths um, is, is um, going to have a big impact in that timeline. Uh, one of the examples uh, that I can make is that the, the Vista Towers in Chicago, almost under story tower, a post-tension structure that um, uh, in all the floors, they use the smart rock sensors to monitor the strengths of concrete so that they can uh, pinpoint exactly when they can pull the cables and uh, basically optimize that operation. Uh, very successful project. Um, the, the second category of application is related to only temperature monitoring, where uh, we have, for example, mass concrete pours and uh, contractors want to monitor the uh, temperature differentials between the core of the concrete and the surface to keep it as low as possible uh, in order to eliminate the potential cracking. And uh, wind turbines is a good example of that, uh, where we have these mass footings uh, and um, uh, the, the, the application is that they put one sensor, uh, the, sen the, the body of the sensor measures the surface temperature, the cable part of the sensor measures the core temperature, and then uh, that would help you create a differential and monitor that temperature differential. Um, so uh, we have been working with IEA and Vanzek um, for, for those types of projects and, and mass pores um, to monitor temperature. It's this data that comes into play and acts as characterizing the concrete. This is important because if you calibrate the mix and apply that to the mobile app, you get a more accurate analysis. As I spoke to earlier, the intelligence behind this analysis is correlating temperature development over time to the strength of concrete. You cast brake test cylinders, monitor the temperature for those, and the intelligence applies a maturity equation to produce a result you can actually use. It's right here, right at the sensor and the intelligence running complicated algorithms that we find innovations. And for Hilti, this starts with hardware. I think one of the enabling events that's, that enabled certainly our company and others is, um, is the way that the hardware industry actually changed. So, um, so the hardware industry before, you know, if you wanted to build hardware, you sort of had to become a silicon manufacturer. And, and over, over the last few decades, um, 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 we've standardized a little bit around how to actually manufacture hardware components. So today, um, at the risk of oversimplifying it, it's a little like buying off the shelf, um, just something at like the, a restaurant, right? Can I have, you know, the number 14 meal with the, the number 23 meal? And, um, and so then it's up to you to sort of put, put those parts and pieces to, together. Um, and, and of course, that's where the, the expertise comes in. So the hardware has actually become easier, which means that, that the problem isn't how do we manufacture, how do we scale manufacturing, how do we develop um, um, this high-tech hardware in, a, in an economical way. The problem is actually much more on the market and customer side. Can we identify a problem that we can address in, in, a, in, a, in a way that's, uh, that's, that's first starting out with an MVP and then in, in a scalable way 
um, as well. Identifying a problem that we can address. All three of my interviewees mentioned something along this line. Hamid tells me that they're continuously improving their Lumicon concrete sensor product line, working closely with customers to understand needs, strategize product development, as well as adding new features. One thing they worked on was the durability of their product. We had to do a lot of industrial design to ensure the durability of the product, especially because it's installed the commission from one project and it gets installed in another project. And, and this is very important that the product to be durable. Uh, cloud connectivity, we had to do a lot of research in wireless technologies and cloud connectivity. Uh, another active research project that we have uh, to improve and enhance the capabilities of the, the Lumicon concrete sensor uh, platform is developing predictive analytics. Uh, for predicting the performance of the concrete uh, based on the data that gets collect, uh, collected at the earliest stage. Uh, that's actually an important uh, aspect of the, the product that we are working on. Uh, and and other, other types of uh, smart and intelligent, uh, in, uh, smart analytics and intelligence um, uh, that are required by, by sometimes by projects. Um, and we see more and more uh, requirements for sophisticated reporting uh, and, 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 and periodic updates uh, for, for all the stakeholders in these type of projects. So we try to stay ahead of the curve to make sure that we, we understand the needs of the, the markets and, and the projects. And we, we, build, build, we basically add features to enhance that capability. On top of that, uh, we have actually uh, launched a new product, uh, which has not been officially launched, but it's being used actually by a lot of our customers. It's a, it's, it's a concrete uh, moisture uh, sensors or humi relative humidity sensor. Uh, and it's used mostly in um, applications where uh, during the curing of the concrete, concrete, that's not very much useful, but post, uh, post curing, that's an important parameter for flooring purposes. And it basically uses the same architecture as, a, as the Lumi node. It connects, it's basically a sensor that connects to a Lumi node and it transmits data, but instead of transmitting temperature data, it actually transmits temperature and relative humidity data. So that, that required a lot of research because again, uh, concrete is actually a very harsh condition. So when you drop a humidity sensor, which is basically a contact sensor, uh, you, and, 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 the, uh, and, and the main use of that is post-curing. You need to make sure that that sensor stays uh, uh, safe and undamaged during the pour, pouring of concrete and curing of the concrete to be useful after that. So that was another development that we did in-house. Uh, we, uh, we have developed another uh, uh, sort of component or, or, or product under the Lumicon uh, platform, and that's our matchbox, um, uh, Lumi matchbox. It's basically a, a simulation environment for concrete uh, samples. Uh, so it connects directly to the cloud and from the cloud, it connects to the job site uh, data. And we use that data to simulate the same environmental conditions in the lab. And basically the cylinders that are collected in the lab, they get cured in an environment that is uh, simulated to have the same temperature, for example, as the um, as the actual slab, so that that will help with, with the accuracy of the brake test, uh, and uh, and that we, we saw a lot of traction uh, in the market for that, especially because it's all connected together. It's basically the same family of the product. They all talk to to the same uh, same same system, and they are all compatible with each other. 
so that has been uh, done and that's that's actually another type of uh, product uh, that, that we have in-house for geotech artificial intelligence is playing a big role with the improvement of concrete sensors geotech's ai algorithm for concrete called roxy that's r-o-x-i uses data to detect anomalies and uses machine learning to even verify calibrations to basically optimize your mix and predict the performance of your mixes before pouring. Remember that the results are merely suggestions or smart comments, if you will, based on data for contractors to review and make decisions. And I think that's a key part here. No one is taking control away from the contractor. There's a lot of data, a lot of analytics, processing numbers, and educating suggestions based on the input data. I think overall, this is part of the digitization of the concrete and construction industry. Uh, at the end of the day, um, I see, and my, my vision of the future is that one day we'll have these type, various types of sensors, whether it's concrete sensor, ambient sensors, um, uh, telemetry sensors, collecting tons of data from job sites, whether it's materials, equipment, people, and um, analyzing that, that data in real time to optimize processes and make uh, job sites more efficient and you know, automate things that uh, previously have uh, been done by, by humans, for example. Um, you know, a, a concrete sensor can detect the uh, strengths development and based on the AI algorithm can predict what's going to be the strengths maybe in a few hours or next day and based on that optimize the heating uh, cost uh, during the winter or give uh, give a notification to finishers that uh, now you can come and do the, the finishing job or you know uh, things like that uh, connecting all the components of the job site together I think is is going to happen over the next uh, five to 10 years and automating the process uh, is not out of sight. Uh, there are many companies working on, on the software side of it. Procore, for example, is, is investing heavily on um, documenting and um, the processes and combining that with instrumentation such as sensors that are installed on equipment and people uh, or materials, uh, we can we can generate tons of data that can um, document, automate the processes, and uh, make alerts and notifications um, uh, as smart as possible, and basically make job sites more safer and, and more economical. With so much potential, it's easy to understand why someone would be excited, and that's exactly how Brendan feels. Well, I, I think the the most exciting thing is is just there's there's a lot of places to go from here, and um, you know from a from a I don't know if you put put you know yourself in in my shoes and you, and we look at okay where are all the other directions we can go there's a, there's many different directions right I mean we can think about the market horizontally vertically we can um, we can do more with the existing customers that we have so there's a lot of um, opportunity and it's a great stepping stone I think to get in build trust with, with customers and develop a really great solution that they can rely on and and hopefully um, leverage that to help our customers become even more more efficient in the future so um, that's 
you know, I think it's an exciting time to be in construction technology, in particular concrete sensors. And, uh, um, and we're, we're looking forward to the future. Speaking of the future, this is a great time to bring up how the concrete sensor technology could participate in the global effort towards carbon neutrality. There is a global effort in limiting global warming by two degrees centigrade by 2050. And major industries like the cement production and concrete construction industry have made roadmaps discussing how we're going to get there. For the US, you can find the Portland Cement Association's roadmap on their website, cement.org. So I asked Hamid how sensors can help. Uh, so uh, the market actually is is very seriously looking at, at this aspect of the concrete. As you know, concrete is a is a major uh, contributor to the to the greenhouse gas emissions, and um, uh, so that's actually one of the one of the key aspects. Uh, one of the key uh, drivers for reducing the uh, uh, the GHG emission is to uh, improve the, the 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 cement the amount of cement being consumed for for concrete or by capturing uh, uh, CO two somehow in the concrete. So, I mean, looking at AOMS, uh, just one thing that I would like to mention and and, and related to this question is that. Uh, we are not just a concrete sensor company. We are actually an IoT company, and, and nobody has a suit of sensors as broad as AOMS. Uh, and and uh, to to address different types of global challenges with respect to sustainability. And because we evolved from being a harsh environment sensing company, uh, we've experienced in detecting a range of different parameters uh, on top of temperature and humidity dimension, and that includes stress, strain, mechanical deformation. Um, and moisture ingression, and even presence of hydrocarbons. Uh, and just answering to your question, yes, it's interesting to uh, ask and talk about carbon, as, and, and we are currently in talk with partners about uh, some unique ways to truly measure the impact and uh, sequestration of carbon in, in ready-mixed concrete. And that's, uh, I think that, that that's going to be one of the um, uh, key topics of uh, innovation in, in the future, in near future, about what concrete, as we get very close to, uh, it's, it's only 30 years until 20, 2050, which a lot of countries have promised to significantly reduce their GHG emissions. So it been look, uh, look a, lot of, a lot of years in front of us, but it's not really, it's only three decades. It's just, just going back to 1990s and the time that Windows just came up and now it's 2021. So it's not that, that far from, from today. So uh, I, I believe that's uh, that's one uh, that's a very important issue and needs to be addressed by by technology. And I think technology has the capability to to address this issue. It's this digital technology being integrated more and more into construction that's changing so much. Ali mirrors Brendan's excitement to be a part of it. We're going through a digital revolution. The new generation of workforce are demanding technology. Uh, construction companies and concrete producers uh, want to be more productive and, and efficient. So uh, the, the obvious way to achieve that is uh, implementing technology in their operations, whether it's software, sensors. And um, this is a very interesting time for the construction industry as uh, more and more companies are adopting these digital solutions. And I think um, as uh, as a 11 trillion um, dollar industry worldwide, 
this is this is going to be a big um, uh, change and big impact uh, worldwide once the uh, these digital solutions are adopted uh, fully by construction companies and concrete producers. You know, I'd have to agree. Thank you to my guests again for speaking with me. And thank you for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of the Groundbreakers podcast by 4constructionpros.com. Make sure to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jonathan, and you stay safe out there.